Welcome to the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. This is your host, Sabria Mills, and I am super excited because we have another dope episode titled Being a Boss Muslim Woman with the boss herself, Sister Sharifa. Assalamualaikum, Sharifa, and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum assalam, and thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Sharifa is the owner of, and correct me, Sharifa, if I say it wrong, it's the Boss Muslima Network? Muslima, Muslima Boss Network. Okay. So Sharifa is the owner um, of the Muslima Boss Network. And when we start a show, we always like to start with introductions, and I always like to give my little spin on the guests, and then please feel free to introduce yourself, but... I've known Sharifa for a very long, you know, for a while, not very long time, but for 10 plus years um, out here wow. in Atlanta and when her kids were all young, they're all grown now, mashallah. mashallah. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, Sharifa's always just been really down to earth, authentic, genuine. You always could get a very real, authentic, honest answer from her. Um, she, that's just what I remember her from the beginning. Um, she's um, just a very loyal friend. She's always there for you when you need. I remember when I had my baby, how she, you know, made got, got her all these special little outfits. <laughs> um, so just a very down to earth, genuine person. And in recent times, what I've watched, mashallah, is Sharifa just blossomed into her own, been an entrepreneur, been a woman of, she's a seamstress. She has so many different titles. I couldn't even do justice to it. Um, but please, Sharifa, introduce yourself properly to all the listeners. Oh, gosh. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you top that? Uh, yeah. So, you know, again, I'm Sharifa um, here in a- Atlanta. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about different hats. I am uh, the founder of Muslim Boss Network. Mm-hmm. I am a uh, designer seamstress. My other business is Siri to Siri. Um, you know, I have a sewing academy, so hot sewing academy. Um, and you know, it's, it's all about the hustle. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It really is. Yeah. Keep the lights on. That's, that's my main goal. (laughs) Keep the lights on. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to definitely get into it about keeping the lights on. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to talk a little bit more about this. So our topic again is being a boss Muslim woman. Um, And just talking about what it means to be an entrepreneur, being a woman that creates her own journey, the life that she wants to create. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this with you. But before we get into dive into this topic, I do want to ask you our central question. We ask all of our guests this question, and I would love to hear your perspective, which is what do you think it means to be a dope? And when I say dope, I do mean excellent, a woman that lives... um, up, up to her the best version of herself muslim woman uh you know to me that's a very an excellent question um mm-hmm. to me you know you have to be you know the best role model in the community you know you're you're you never know who is watching you and who is inspired by the things you do and say so you always have to be uh, the best version of yourself, you know, whether you're Muslim or not. You know, I try not to be uh, so, quote unquote, religious. You know, mm-hmm. in, in the end, we are just human beings. So right. let's take the titles away from it. You know, right. are we being the best human possible? So, you know, we need to be the best role model within our community. 
And, you know, we have to, um, as a, a dope Muslim woman, we have to understand to find the balance, strike a balance within our life between business and our other roles in our community. And then, you know, the, the most important thing to me that I've learned recently is uh, learning to walk your path and be unapologetic about your path and not caring what other people think. I think if I would have mm. learned that, that little thing right there, if I would have learned that in my 20s, I would have mm. been a lot farther than what I am today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think all of us, I think we, you know, I was just reflecting after a couple of other episodes about just like my history of like people pleasing and like how that really holds us back, you know, from our own being authentic in our own journey. So, and I think the most yeah. important thing is, you know, it's, it's great that you said that I've realized that too. Um, mm-hmm. I am a people pleaser and growing up, it was kind of like shameful to even admit to myself that I was, I was, I am a people pleaser, but now Mm -hmm. as a, you know, a wiser person, I'm like, yeah, that's my, that's my issue. I'm a people, a people pleaser. And so now I'm more aware of it. And so when I have people, you know, trying to manipulate the situation or trying Mm. to say, Oh, you know, coax you in, bait you into something. It's like, yeah. I see you. That's, yeah. that's not happening. That's not happening. It's yeah. a no. <laughs> it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> Being real comfortable with the nose. I know that's... Exactly. Yeah. Being yeah. real comfortable with the nose and not feeling bad about saying no. If you don't like it, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, I mean, it's definitely just reflecting on what you said is just going to only kind of lead us into the next question, which is you obviously have created uh, self in others. I kind of see that you've led this organization. You started this organization. Could you tell us first a little bit about it so that we can have a little background of what is the Muslima Boss Network and how you even started it? Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. So, you know, my kids, my older kids were in high school and um, I was at work and a sister that I was working with, she started to ask me like, you know, they're graduating. What are you going to start doing? And I'm like, you know, I still, I still got this and I still got that. And I realized that, you know, my kids took up a lot of my time. And now that they're older and they're moving on with their lives, I'm going to have this space of time (laughs) to that's going to be open. So what am I going to do? And with that, I, um, I went ahead and resurrected my design career and um, preparing myself for this life of, you know, entrepreneurship and daring myself to dream of the life that I wanted to live um, before I got married and had kids and did all that. I, um, I started listening mm. to, um, you know, social media, life coach, business coaches, mm. and it was really awesome to listen to these people and get motivated and hype. And I'm at work like, yeah, I can do this. We about to make this happen, <laughs> da, 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 you know, and then, you know, it, mm. I still couldn't connect. I still couldn't connect mm. with these people on online. You know, when they got to praying and doing this, there was still a disconnect. And so one day I was like, you know, it would be, it would be great to network with lo- local 
local Muslim women. Who, who's doing what in our community? Let's network with them. And so I, uh, I called up a friend of mine and we chatted for a while. I bounced this idea off of her and I said, you know, what do you think we have? I have this networking and I didn't even know, you know, this was all new to me. Social media was new to me. This terminology was new mm-hmm. to me. You know, I, was I a life coach? Was I a business coach? What, I mean, what, what, what was I was trying to do? And so it was just networking. I was like, I don't know. I just networking. Let's just get together. You know, I love to eat. Let's eat and <laughs> figure out what's going on and <laughs> see who does what. Yeah. But my, my end goal, you know, I wanted to bring local sisters together who were in business and figure out who was doing what so that we can support each other and then bring the other group of sisters that are stay at home, young sisters, you know, trying to figure out who they mm-hmm. are, what they want. You know, sometimes we're at home and we just think, OK, we can't do what we want because we have kids, husbands, et cetera. And we just forget our dream. And then, you know, we're just there. So I want to bring these sisters who are thinking about, you know, following their path and their and finding their person mm. purpose and bring them together and let's get together and let's inspire each other and motivate each other. So in 2016, um, Muslim boss mm-hmm. network was, you know, born and I had my first uh, convention conference there in uh, Stone Mountain and alhamdulillah, mm. wallahi, I love my tribe. I love my tribe. Mm. I sold out. It was a yeah. cute little building and it was packed. It was jam packed. Mm. I had three sisters on on the panel, um, the, and these were sisters that were uh, that I I knew in my path. They were in my circle, and they were three sisters that I knew that were entrepreneurs, and not like you know just six months in it, like decades. I mean, mm. I, I think two sisters they've never uh, punched the clock in like twenty plus years, and and I'm like, wow. well, how did you? How did you do that? What what does that mean? You know, <laughs> teach me, mm-hmm. teach me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I brought these sisters wow. on board and we had a panel and um, they talked about their experience, you know, what it meant to be an entrepreneur, how to get to it, what to do. And, you know, the sisters, everyone connected and so many sisters left with um, information and, and was actually working they they came together and supported each other and worked together to make something. And that was my goal. So I'm like, alhamdulillah. If everyone left inspired, alhamdulillah. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that's a really serious story. I mean, just kind of coming to that place of not just doing something for yourself, but really trying to think of how you can do things for others. Exactly. And, uh, you, you know, as you were talking, I was, you know, I, something really stuck out to me when you were mentioning about women really identifying what they are good at and identifying their purpose. It, would you say that you already maybe identified what your purpose was and that's why you launched this? Or did you discover it on your, like on your journey uh, of like having sessions with other women? When we talk about purpose, like identifying what Sharifa should right. be doing. How did you come about, how did you come about identifying well, that? I knew you know, since I was a kid that, you know, I wanted to be a designer. I just didn't know what, you know, a designer did. I didn't know there was a name. And it was that my mom and my grandmother that, you know, encouraged me to design, to sew and, you know, be creative. 
And then, um, so I, I always knew I was, I was always sewing. I was always creating, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always working with my hands. Um, and it was like in my twenties when I moved to Atlanta that, um, I had a, a, a sense of wanting to help, you know, other single moms, you know, we're, we're okay. in a situation and we think, okay, we got it bad. We got, we got it bad. Life is hard. And then we meet someone else and we're like nah we got it good (laughs) (laughs) compared to this sister nah I'm I'm straight and so just you know even I I remember you know having a a a crab party in my Mm -hmm. apartment and you know we all got together I had steam crabs and we were all just kind of hanging out and I I my sister needed help and I had like this four inch binder before this was before the internet old school uh four inch binder uh full of um resources for mm-hmm. for women single moms you know whether it was you know medicaid or food stamps or daycare or you know you wanted to further your education there's the stuff that i collected and thought okay if it's helping me then someone else is going to need it mm-hmm. and so when i you know we talk about purpose and your gift I think about that and I and I got pleasure from helping others realize life is not that bad. Mm. We just have to come up with a strategy, make do all about it and, you know, and work the plan. That's mm. it. And a lot of sisters just did not have that, you know, formula and, you know, to say, hey, we, I can make this happen, you know. And so even now, as I when I'm on my platform and I go live or we have a conversation, you know, I try to remind the sisters, you know, in Islam, Allah has already given us our formula for success. When I listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and I listen to CEOs and how they're getting up four o'clock in the morning and they're meditating and sitting quietly with the creator and being thankful and grateful. And then I turn around and read read the Quran and we're supposed to establish regular prayer, be thankful for what we have. And Allah is all merciful. I'm like, this is Islam. Yeah. He's already given us this formula. Right. Why are we not implementing the formula? Yeah. And so, you know, in doing this, I kind of, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I just never, um, I was just in my comfort zone. I never really acted on it. Mm. And so now with, you know, with this new wisdom and this new path, it's like, okay, step out the comfort zone. It is what it is. Right. You, you have to do it. You right. have, cause it keeps coming back to you. If you have one thing that keeps coming back to you mm. in your path, that means it's the thing that if it's a good thing, that's the thing that you're supposed to be doing in some way you have to make that work for you. Wow. Wow. Now, absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. But I, I, I know for me personally, like my own journey, there was a lot of fear along the way. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of fear of, like you said, you know, when you're a hardcore people pleaser, you definitely do care about what people think um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So there was a lot of fear of judgment. There was a lot of fear of like imposter syndrome. Did mm-hmm. you have any of that? And, and yes. if so, how did you navigate yes. it? How did you get through it? Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you my, my dirty little secret. <laughs> My dirty little secret is in the back of my head, yeah. that, self, that self-doubt that mm-hmm. is sitting there like, 
you are an imposter. Yeah. You don't know what the heck you're doing. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to find you out. Someone's going to call you out right. and, and put it out on the web. Right. That you don't know what you're doing <laughs> and that you're just making it up. And, you know, it, I, I, it, it's horrible, you mm-hmm. know, that self-talk. And it, it has stopped me from doing a lot of things. Um, after 2016, I really didn't do a whole lot because mm-hmm. it was, I got in my own way. And this is the number one, I think I even made a quote about it. And this is what I tell um, sisters when I talk to them and they're talking to me like, oh, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. Da, da, da. I'm like, get out your way. And they're like, well, but let me tell you, nope, I don't want to hear it. You're right. in your way. Get out your way. Right. Get out your way. And I, I think I heard like Lisa Nichols. She gave this really good speech. And I'm in the car and I'm crying. crying. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the problem. I'm in my own damn way. Get out the way. Yeah. And, you know, and in the beginning, I didn't know, like, what that meant, you know. And it's so funny when things come to you you don't get it because you're not open to receive that message Mm. right then and there. You have to go through your things. And then one day on your path, it's going to click. And when you hear that message again, it's going to hit you like a bowling ball. Mm. And you're going to be like, Oh, that's what that means. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get out your way. Mm -hmm. You know, your self thought, you know, being conscious of what you think being conscious of what you say, understanding, okay, that's my negative thought. And it's normal. That's the other thing. You think, okay, it's just me. I'm the only one thinking like this and it's weird and I got to do something. It's natural. Mm -hmm. You know, Shaitan, this is what I tell the sisters, you know, Allah wants us to succeed. Shaitan has said, I will sit on the path and I will pluck your believers off the path. Wow. Well, if our path is to be successful, not only in our spiritual self, but our financial self and the self-sufficient, if that is our, our path to be successful, shaitan is there because that's going to make us happy because we're pleasing Allah, because we're, you know, using our gift and our purpose that Allah has given us. So shaitan is there, boom, and not, you know, in the form of distractions of men or women or, you know, other things it's it's in you that he's just distracting he knows us better than we know us mm-hmm. you know he's been around longer than us than adam and eve so he knows us better than we know us mm-hmm. so he knows if we're if we're insecure he knows okay we're going to use that against her right she knows you know she feels bad let's let's amp this feeling up Right. And so she's not going to, and then next thing you know, we're, you know, in the bed eating chocolate. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very unproductive. Unproductive. Yeah. Very unproductive. So, you know, for me, overcoming those types of challenges, um, one is is just being keenly aware of what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And then telling myself that it's okay you know, to embrace, embrace these feelings, because there are times we're just like, I just don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed when we're not taking time out to like quiet our mind and we, you know, rebalance ourselves. So it's okay. Take a step back, breathe and, you know, start again. So just, you know, telling myself, okay, it is what it is, you know, calm down, Mm -hmm. go have a coffee, go drink some tea, do something yeah. and then come back through it and then push through, you know? Right. 
just telling myself, okay, we got to push through. Yeah, I don't feel like doing two o'clock in the morning. I know I have work to do. I don't feel like getting up. Nope. We got, we got to get up. Yeah. We got to make it happen. Yeah. You got to put in the work. You know, one of the things, put in the work. yeah, I recently started doing because I, I noticed that I had like patterns of like high days, low days, like high energy, low energy mm-hmm. when it came to like, you know, pursuing um, like just my passions and my purpose and such. And so I actually started tracking like on a calendar of like, okay, high energy, low energy, and then like started tracking my productivity so that I know like if I wake up and I have a, like a low energy, now I'm going to make some more realistic goals around it. So that mm-hmm. because it was just leading to so much frustration and then that self-talk mm-hmm. became even trickled down. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm such a this, I'm such a mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. make it. Yeah, so I noticed that. Yes. So it's, there's definitely, um, yes. definitely tools to help, but it's, it's a power. The mind is a powerful thing. It's, a very it's... powerful thing. <laughs> I mean, we have to wake up every day and choose to be happy and choose to um, be productive. And we have to understand that it's okay. I think, I think, you know, as women, we just dump so much stuff on ourselves to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, you know, 20 to 30 things on your to-do list, realistically, those things are not going to get done. Right. Right. realistically um there's just no way right there there's just no way that stuff is going to get done so you know taper back and it's okay to taper back mm-hmm. that and that's the other thing that you know I've learned to um tell myself and and learn to to do is one forgive myself mm-hmm. we are so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. so hard oh we didn't do this oh we didn't do that and the guilty mom syndrome comes in oh we didn't spend time with the kids and you know half the time the kids they don't really miss us right <laughs> <laughs> they just want to eat right, and, and, right. and get a hug and right. then they're out the door you're like but but wait I want to spend time yeah yeah I gotta go I'm like okay but but, but. <laughs> so true you know so true so yeah we just have to learn to forgive ourselves you know and just learn to push through just be aware of what we're feeling, what we're thinking, shake it off and, you know, say, okay, no, I didn't get anything done today. It's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's make something happen and pick one thing to prioritize and make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely. I love that advice. And I, as I think about like entrepreneurship, um, a lot of us <laughs> are we're very <laughs> afraid to just dive like just dive head first, like just go ahead, right. you know, get, the, get rid of our nine to five and just go for it with it. What would you say? How have you, I mean, have, did you do it that way? First of all, cause I don't even know that. Did you do it that way? Did you dive head on? Would do you advise so, that? Do you recommend that approach? You know, it's, it's, it's all about a person's gangster. Okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> some, some people, you know, if they have no kids and no responsibilities, they're like, yo, we about to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's awesome. Me, I'm a very analytical person. Okay. And so I'm, I'm the, I'm the planner, I'm the list maker. And so I knew that, um, I wanted to quit mm-hmm. and do my own thing. I wasn't sure how. And so, you know, my advice would be to like really educate yourself on the industry that you want to be in first, Okay, you know, start, start dreaming. If you're, if you're working a nine to five, 
you know, don't think you can't do your business. It's a hustle right now. You're not an entrepreneur. And I had someone tell me that. I'm like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Well, no, you're, you're a part-time entrepreneur. You oh. know, a full-time entrepreneur is someone that, you know, they're not relying on uh, any, any other source of income from a job, yeah. from a nine-to-five. Yeah. Your money is coming in from your platform, from whatever product you're selling, whatever you're doing you're generating revenue from that. That's an entrepreneur. And so, and even with that, understanding that definition, you know, that made me feel bad. Like, okay, maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm Mm. not this. Um, But the reality is bills got to be paid. If I quit my job, I mean, you know, Allah knows best, you know, and you will drive yourself crazy trying to figure that out. So what I did I knew that I wanted to quit. I knew that I wanted to do, you know, my sewing and this and that. So I started working on it slowly. Um, I'm, I'm artsy fartsy. So as far as like writing out the business plan, I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. I just started sewing and selling and doing fashion shows and, you know, doing the networking and all that. Um, and then one day I realized that I was not doing enough and that I was still afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, letting go. And so I made my intentions. It, it just got to a point at my job, I was, it was just sucking the life out of me. And mm. so I, I was like, one day after Ramadan, I, I made my intentions. Like we make our intentions to fast. We make our intentions to make Hajj. I made my intentions. Next year, inshallah, I'm quitting this job. And so then mm. once I had that intentions, I had to come up with the plan. Okay. What, how am I going to make that happen? So me, I'm a, I, I've worked in accounting before. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know the numbers. I, I know what it takes to make it work. So I sat down and I made a budget and I um, calculated like, okay, how much money do I need to live off of comfortably, you know, just to make it in order for me to really pursue what I'm doing. And so I, I came up with the number, number and I started saving, saving towards that number. So every pay period, I put money aside and in conjunction with paying off my bills and paying off whatever debt I can pay off. So like when I quit, I knew I was living off the bare minimum. I was paying rent, Mm. lights, water, gas, cell phone, insurance and food. Like those were my basic, basic bills I needed to cover. And that's what I was saving towards. And so, you know, I plan, we plan and a lot of plans. So. I was planning and one day I walked in right after Ramadan and the owner of the company, she was fussing. It was just a bad moment. And she just kept saying, this is not working. And literally I looked at her, tilt my head sideways and said, you know what? You're right. This is not working. I'm out. And I left. I had, wow. I had like $4,000, sa- $4,000 saved up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I was just like, I, I'm just, but for me, for me, you know, if you're draining me emotionally and spiritually, mm-hmm. I just, I cannot be there. Right. I, and when I wake up in the morning and I'm like dreading to get out of bed and dreading to go to work, then I know it's time for me to quit. Exactly. It's time for me to leave. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that, that worked for me. For someone else, they, you know, they may have a great, loving, supporting husband Mm -hmm. and he may be like, quit your job. And so, okay, make it happen. Right. You know, 
but you know just sit my advice would be you know to sit quietly for a while make istikara think about what you're going to do and always always have a plan a plan b you know as far as like money saved to the side because life um life happens i had you know two major things come up and i uh flew through that savings like like crazy like crazy so by the end of and for me when i have zero dollars in my nest egg it makes me very nervous right. and i cannot i cannot um create right because i subconsciously i'm thinking okay the lights need to be paid i'm gonna pay the rent we need food like we're gonna be starving like a law is not gonna take care of us you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so, you know, always have a plan and, you know, and don't be afraid to, um, if, if you have to go and get a part-time job. Yeah. So I got a part-time job so that I could um, replenish my savings. Mm-hmm. And, and this time, you know, I, the difference is I'm going in like with intentions, with the plan. Like I'm not, I walked in and, and instantly at this one company, they were like, oh, you know, you can come on part time, a full time. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not loyal to you. Right. I am not loyal to nobody in this company but me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You you are not snagging me. One, you're not snagging me. And two, you can't begin to pay me enough to be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to give up my dreams. So, no, thank you. But no, thank you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So, I mean, it sounds like a lot of sacrifice, like sacrifices really have to be made in the pursuit of your dreams yes. and, and the life that you want. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And, and so for entrepreneurs, um, you know, it definitely, so you're saying that you definitely have to have a plan, both financial and just a process and a plan to get where you want to get. But for women in particular, you know, I had an interesting conversation with someone in regards to, because I, I always feel like I'm just a natural entrepreneur spirit. I, I have a very difficult time with feel, feeling shackled in jobs. Like if you don't mm-hmm. give me full autonomy, I'm most likely and probably not going to stay too long. So that's just kind of how exactly. I've always been. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, I'm very similar to you in the sense of like, I have to have some stacks in my safe. You yeah. know, like I'm not, yeah. I don't like the, you know, being on bare minimum. But um, yeah. but uh, so I was told or advised that um, to be very careful when you're pursuing entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship as a woman, because a lot of the blueprints out there are very masculine forms of um, pursuing, you know, that that whole hustle grind, which we, we all yeah. do. But it's like yeah. some of that for us takes away from our ability to mother, takes away from our ability to be, you know, uh, awesome wives or spouses or whatever the case may have you. What do you, what would you say? How would you say for a woman to navigate entrepreneurship? There is a level of hustle but also mm-hmm. being able to still on some levels keep elements of her femininity and, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. I think it's a difference mm-hmm. of how men will go about it and how women mm-hmm. will go about it. You know, and that's a great question. And um, like just recently, I um, just recently, I heard uh, uh, a podcast about that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, and I, I never heard it. And I thought that's kind of weird, but as I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, we we're just like, you know, it's a male dominated um, industry. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, men are just like 
grind, 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 grind. I mean, they just go until right. their heart <laughs> goes out. You right, know? right. But then again, they're not raising children. Mm-hmm. They're not cooking. I mean, not in, and not to, you know, categorize every man, right. you know, lump them into this category. You know, there's a select few that are, you know, helping out or whatever. Um, but for the majority, you know, they're not cooking, mm-hmm. they're not cleaning, mm-hmm. they're not nurturing children, mm-hmm. they're not running kids to school. You know, my day starts at four o'clock in the morning. Yes. You know, I'm I'm up not because I choose to, because my body says, get up. I don't know what that's about. And so I'm like, okay, I'm up, you know, and the day starts. And then we get the kids up and then we run them off to school and then we go to work and then we do our business, you know. Um, and so... You know, Allah will send us uh, signs. If we're listening, he will send us, you know, messages that we need. And I, one year, my message was step into, step into your greatness. And that was the year I quit my job. Mm. And towards the end of that year, I just was, I uh, kept hearing about self-care, nurturing yourself, forgiving yourself. And so uh, 2019 was all about entrepreneurship and self-care. And I had a four-part series to discuss that. And what I've learned is that, you know, the majority of successful people uh, find a balance in their life Mm -hmm. to reconnect with their family, Mm -hmm. to reconnect with their friends. Um, Mm -hmm. One CEO said, you know, when a weekend comes, he shuts his phone off. And that instantly made me nervous. Like, oh, my God, shut my phone off. What does that mean? I don't think I could do that. But like total, total cutoff. I mean, he got to that point, total cutoff from work, from society. And he was immersed with his family, with nature. He was out socializing. So, you know, for me, the concept was, and this ties back into how we, we keep our, you know, we stay connected is, you know, we have to take that time to have our self-care. I call it the mommy time. Mm-hmm. We have to have mommy time. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if that's to go get a mani-pedi, to go get your hair done, to call your friends and, you know, chat or, or you know, you know, hang out. So this year, you know, I've made it last year and this year. I've made it a point to like every weekend, I have to do something fun. Okay. I have to like Friday comes, there's no work. Uh, we get a pizza, we watch a movie Saturday. I'm calling up my girls like, yo, what we getting into? Mm-hmm. We go into the movies. We, we, we going to get tea, coffee, dessert, cheesecake. Yeah. What, what, what are we doing? I mean, like I have to force myself to have some type of fun. And then Sunday is my day of rest, you know, preparing for the uh, next week for school, you know, working my planner, working on my content, but just making myself take this time to cut off and find this balance, cutting time out for um, reading, mm. making a point this year. Um, last year, I, I set a goal to read a couple books, and I did not hit that um, hit that goal. So this year, I realized um, my my hashtag is living twenty twenty with a purpose, and so mm-hmm. that means like actually taking that time, cutting out that time to do those things, read twenty minutes a day. 20 minutes a day I, I fit already finished the book wow in in January I'm like oh my god that worked okay now now I'm on fire I'm like okay boom second book let's let's get this done yeah. you know 
reading a page of Quran every day. You know, mm-hmm. so many people pressure us. Oh, you got to re- read a juice, you know, the whole juice in every day for the month of Ramadan. That makes me, that stresses me right. out. That makes me very anxious right. and it makes me not want to participate. Yeah. And so, you know, learning to do things on your terms yeah. that are pleasing to Allah, it's okay, right, you know? Because right. it's more so, sincere that way anyway. It's like, it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, definitely this whole self-care, just just taking that time out, you know, every day. If that means coming home and, and taking a walk down your street, that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You need to reconnect, you know, get your kids, have family night, do something. But that's how you're going to find um, that balance. We can't work, 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 yeah. work, work. We're not built like that. Yeah. We're not, we're not built like mm-hmm. that. We are not. And it's, it's very unnatural. Right. It's very unnatural, right. in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's very I second that 100%. And it's something that, you know, personally, I tried, I learned a little bit the hard way. Like I had to get a life coach and I had to get these things because I was doing so much. And I always kind of do a lot. But I was doing so much without breaks. And I thought, like, if I grind and hustle is going to pay off, right? Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but then your relationships suffer, you suffer, you end up at the end mm-hmm. of it feeling unhappy. And it's like, wait a minute, like, this is not, but you're right, you know, that taking that and, and ask, self-care. And asking yourself, well, you know, why am I doing right. this? And, you know, the, and this is the tricky thing. <laughs> When I um, when I started Siri to Siri, I went on Facebook. I opened up my fan page, mm-hmm. I posted a couple pictures, and then I sat there, and then I waited, mm. and I waited, and I waited. I was waiting for sales. I was waiting for people to like, you know, click the like button yeah. and, and buy. And I'm like, why nobody liking my stuff? Why nobody buying something? Well, one, you know, that's, that's the whole social media. I had to read, yeah. I had Science. to learn marketing um, and social media. That's a whole that's, conversation. Yeah, that's anxiety in itself, but go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but, you know, just sitting there waiting and just, you know, you have to put that work in and you think, you think just because you uploaded a, a product mm-hmm. or you made one video, you instantly, you think instantly that you're going to be successful and that everything's going to fall into place. It may, it may, I've been doing this for six years and I'm still not able to, you know, live off of what I made, but I do see where it's coming more frequently. Yeah, the growth. Yeah. The growth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So growth is not on our time. It's on Allah's Mm. time. It's on the, on the universe's time. So, and there's things that you have to learn in order to get to that next level of growth and revenue and abundance. Mm. And if we're not growing and accepting it and putting our, our heart into a receiving mode, if we're not doing those things and we're just like grind, 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 we'll just do it, do it, do it, do it until it happens. It doesn't happen like that. For some people, it may, yeah. you know, but for the majority of people, it does not. Right. It does not happen like right, that. Right, right. And that's that's a reality check. I wanted to ask yes. something that's been kind of on my mind. Um, for a lot of women that are um, trying to live very purposeful, um, trying mm-hmm. to follow their own truth, follow their own path. And sometimes when you see women that have carved out, so let's just 
take you, for example, like you carved out this space, you've created this whole um, boss woman network, you're bringing women together, having phenomenal sessions and speakers, et cetera, uh-huh. et cetera. Um, how does that impact? What does that look like relationship wise? So I know you mentioned great tribe and a lot of us have great people in our lives, but it doesn't, you all, I've have found, and I don't know, I want to get your perspective is that you, you lose people along this way, along the way, when you're on this journey of pursuing your purpose, how do we navigate that? Cause I found that to be something that has been pretty paralyzing for me. Cause I find it very painful. Mm-hmm. Has that, have you mm-hmm. experienced that at all? And if so, mm-hmm. what are some ways that you've worked through it? And I'm really okay with all okay. that. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> listen. Well, tell me you how know, you got and share, share some, Yeah. <laughs> I think, so, you know, I, I'm like well over 40. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think when I turned 40, okay. I thought 30 was going to be like that age where, you know, life falls apart and you're like, oh my God, why me? 30 came and went, I was good. I was like, okay, I can, we're, we're doing okay. 40, girl. Mm. 40 hit me like a ton of bricks Mm -hmm. and I was working with a friend and we were just talking about this today. We were cracking up laughing. She had, you know, she's never seen me cry. She's never seen me um, become, you know, very emotional. Mm -hmm. And so we're like going back and forth, like, no, I'm going to be 40 next year because my birthday is in November. So I'm always, it always seems like I'm older than what I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be 40 this year. Next year, she's like, no, Ma. This... So we're going back and yeah. forth. I, I did the math, right? Girl, lo and behold, I turned 40 that year. Wow. When I tell you I saw my life flash in front of me. Really? I, it, it really affected me. And at that time, my grandmother was like in her early 80s. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, and I was in this crappy relationship. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very happy. And, you know, just I just had a lot going on. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, again, I'm a numbers person. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had a, a supervisor tell me numbers, you know, numbers never lie, you know. So I'm doing the math and I'm like, well, assuming that I live until I'm 80, you know, I've already lived 40 years and, you know, good things have come from it, but there was still, there was still stuff I, I was holding on to baggage mm-hmm. and it was weighing me down. So in, assuming that I live until I'm 80, 80 something, I don't want to do the same stuff, you know, I did in the previous 40 years. I don't want to do the same thing I'm doing in the, in the current new 40 years. Yeah. And so I just, it was like, just really surreal mm. And, and my whole don't give a F attitude, mm. like really emerged really? and it just got to a point. It's like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. You're mad. I don't care. Oh, wow. It's, it's not about you. And, and it, it took time really to develop that, um, that skin, mm. because again, I'm a people pleaser. I want to be liked by everybody. Mm. I want to be friends with everybody. But these are the same people that will manipulate you, mm. hold you down, fill your head with negativity. And so once I like really started to understand that and start looking around, my attitude was like, you know, if you're not on Team Sharifa, 
we can't be friends. Wow. It, it is what it yeah. is. You yeah. Know? And, and I, and I try to, talk, to be as, as positive and honest with myself. And so if I have people that are saying, you know, can't anything negative, or you can't this, or you won't this, or you, and, and then I'm rebellious, you know, it's the Latino, yeah. right? We're so rebellious. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? You, you said I can't. Let me, I'm going to show you. Right, that. Right, you. right, 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 right. <laughs> so just understanding, you know, your needs and, and not feeling bad about it. I've, I've had people that um, have come in my life and that have left my life and it has hurt but understanding that, um, you know, emotionally where, I, where I'm at on my path and how my behavior attracts other people okay. that, are not, that are not good for me. Okay. Now it's just like, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm okay with that. There's like 3.2 billion people in the okay. world. You think I really care? Okay. Do you really think I care? And, and, and really training myself, my people pleasing self to be okay with that person exiting out of my mm. life. That's the trick. Mm-hmm. You have to train yourself to be okay with that person leaving your life. People come in your life for a reason and then, you know, stay for a while and then they leave for a reason. It is what it is. You learn, you need to learn something from that episode and you learned your lesson and now it's time for them to leave. Mm. And not. I'm really okay with that. Okay, but it, it it's 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 a it's a trick. It's a lesson that you have to practice with. You have to mm. practice over time. Mm. You know, to just really let go. Okay, you gotta let go. You gotta understand what the baggage is that you're holding on to, and then you have to learn to forgive yourself again. Forgive yourself for even having that baggage. Forgiving yourself for opening that baggage, and forgiving yourself for you know going through the baggage and tossing it out it's if it's not healthy for you you don't need it Mm. you don't need it and so I've you know listening you know when I start my morning you know of course Fadja prayer and I'm stretching and I'm meditating and I make it a point to listen to you know positive you know inspirational videos from YouTube Mm -hmm. and a lot of people a lot of videos that I listen to it's the quant. It's the quality of people you want around you, not the quantity. Mm. And I'm okay with that. And I've always had, you know, I always have a core group of people. Yeah. I have three circles, right? I got this core. Like, if you break bread at my house, understand you're in the inner mm-hmm. circle. If you if you know where I live, right. understand you're in that inner inner circle. Right. And then you have this the second tier. Where, you know, we know each other and we hang out, we laugh, yada, yada. And then we have this third tier, like, you'll never come to my house. I mean, if I see you out there, alhamdulillah, salam alaikum, how you doing? If you need help, I'll help you. But you'll never come into this core. Mm. You know, it it takes time. I'm very, you have to be very protective of your, your energy within your inner circle if you're like okay you know I'm not doing this or you can't this or you're not being very supportive or you're always coming up or you're whining and you're doing I don't want to hear all that I I can't it's too much energy it's too much energy (laughs) no I love it I'm giving you too much energy (laughs) just can't deal with it that's it yeah it's just just too much and 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 then it's like the older I get Mm. The, I, I'm not going to say the worst it gets. I used to say the worst. It's not. 
the older I get, the more in tune I'm coming with, you know, my energy and who's in my, in my circle. And if we're not vibing or, you know, if we're not feeling this positive energy, it's just kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to be around point blank, point blank. I, I, I can't, I spent my life giving my energy to energy takers Mm. and Mm. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not. Mm. That's powerful. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Kick them out. So practice kicking people, stand in the mirror. I told one sister, she's like, oh, I can't say no. I'm like, listen, I'm going to need you (laughs) to stand in front of that mirror and practice saying no as many, as many ways. I'm not going to get very graphic, but as many ways as you can, just, just, you need to say it. No. Mm -hmm. Heck no. Over no. I don't care. Laugh. Whatever you want to say. No needs to come out your mouth some way, somehow. You have to practice and practice makes perfect. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. No, but that's that's powerful advice. And I really appreciate that. I think a lot of us, we, you know, we struggle with mm-hmm. maybe our emotions, mm-hmm. our relationships. Um, and sometimes that's mm-hmm. what, what holds it back. But we are reaching the end of our podcast. I wanted to know if you had any last minute tips for Muslim women, um, entrepreneurs, or just women that really um, are on a path to, a lot of sisters I know tell me, I don't know what my, I'm good at. I don't know what my passion is, but they have a desire to do yeah. something, but they don't know what so, it is. So, you know, you definitely, um, definitely sit quiet, you know, cut some time out for yourself, journal. Mm-hmm. I, I have two things that I carry in my purse besides my wallet is my uh, day planner and my journal. And so when something okay. uh, comes up, I'm always writing, jotting something down. So cut some time out to like really journal and, uh begin to dream think about what you love to do as a child and your and what what brought you happiness mm. if it was sitting eating ice cream that's a start if that made you happy that's a start because mm-hmm. you need to open up you need to open yourself up you need to open your heart up you know open your mind up and so you know journal as much as possible sit quietly take quiet walks as much as possible um if you know what you're doing you know, you want to start a business, you know what to do, I would say um, definitely educate yourself as much as possible about the industry that you want to start your business in. Um, You know, my degree is in fashion design and marketing. And, you know, my children were young. And so I did not pay attention in marketing. Well, guess guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what you need. Right. All my marketing books and I'm, I'm reading marketing, you know, and now I'm like, man, I really like this, you know? Um, so really educate yourself Mm -hmm. about, um, your, your industry, understand your numbers. You know, if you're ready to quit today, you know, will you be able to survive six months of no, no Mm -hmm. work, you know, like really, you know, put your energy into your business but how are your bills going to get paid? I mean, I don't have a trust fund. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Right, yeah, right. I mean, that, that's, that's serious. Real talk. A lot of yeah. entrepreneurs, they don't talk about that. They just talk about doing your business and just make it happen. But let's talk about right. behind the scenes. Right. You know, how are you paying your lights? You know, so definitely stack yeah. as much money um, in your savings as you can. And um, one thing I did not do, I did not write out a business plan. I'm actually six years in. I'm actually working on my business plan now. 
Um, but oh, that wow. was because okay. the artsy fartsy in me was like, boom, we're going to make this happen. It's going, it's going to, you know, that's the ego. Yeah. That's our ego, right? We're going to be successful. Watch this. And mm-hmm. nothing happens, right? And so if I had to do again, I would definitely take some time out to really think about what I want to do, come up with a great strategy. And even, even with the business plan, mm. there's a lot of um, numbers and research you have to do. But even if you just come up with, you know, of course, your business name, your purpose, your mission statement and your purpose of your business, that is a good start. So that's going to always guide you on your path because you're going to have people that come in. Oh, let's do a collab. let's work on this. And it may not fit with your brand, but we're so desperate for money because we didn't save up enough (laughs) before we quit our job. Right. There you go. (laughs) We compromise. You're right. Exactly. So definitely work on your Mm -hmm. business plan, write out your goals, business goals and personal goals and write out where do you see yourself in five to 10 years. And that's going to come from your journaling when you start to journal. And even Pinterest mm-hmm. is, a, is a great resource um, for journal prompts. You know, go online and, and look for journal prompt, prompts for your life, for empowerment, for purpose, and just start writing. And it's going to come to you. And make dua, 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 and ask Allah to open up your mind, to open up your heart. And to give you clarity on your path. Mm, wow. As you're talking, I got all these little notes down. But real quick, I just want to clarify. You said on Pinterest, you can just yep, like you put can in a go search in the search. Put in yep. Journal prompt. Journal prompt. You can put in journal okay. prompt or um, affirmations. I think I found it that way. You know, type in affirmations. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And that's very important as well as having positive affirmations. Write them down. Cut them out. Stick them on the wall. Do a vision board. We had a vision board party in January. Inshallah, we're going to have another one in February. Yeah. And, you know, getting getting your oh, thoughts out on paper that way with pictures and words, those that's the beginning right. of your journey. That's where you're going to start. You know, you may mm-hmm. not see it now, but, you know, 10 years from now, when you're, you know, really self-sufficient, you're going to think, OK, this is where I started and it worked. Right, right. Wow. Wow. OK, well, those are some really powerful tips. Like I said, I um. I wrote them all down, so I'm probably going to put them in, share them um, on our board and stuff so that women can really benefit. Um, but I wanted to just thank you so much, Sharifa. It was really insightful um, to talk about this because it's something that's always heavy on my mind and on the mind of a lot of women out there that want to pursue entrepreneurship or just want to pursue right. their, like I said, their right. gifts, their purpose. and just kind of right. do things on their own terms. Um, so I wanted to just thank you so much for sharing. Thank all of your you for having wisdom. me. I, en- I thoroughly enjoyed this. Oh yes. I enjoyed the conversation. And again, um, I wanted to thank all of my listeners um, for listening into this episode of the Dope Muslim Woman podcast, being a boss Muslim woman. Please feel free to give us feedback. We do have a Facebook group, so you're welcome to ask questions um, or put some comments in there about the podcast. Remember to follow us on all of our platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, all of those different um, platforms. So please feel free to follow us. And we thank you so much for joining us. And this has been another episode of the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. I am your host, Sabria Mills. I hope that you take care. As-salamu alaykum.
Awesome.